Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Let's get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What is going on, Raider Nation? Micah, along with my partner in crime, Tyler, here again with another week of Behind the Eye Patch podcast, bringing pleasure to the Oakland Raider years. And, you know, not only the Oakland Raider fans, all fans, because, you know, we're well-versed in everything NFL. At least I like to think so. What, what do you think, Tyler? Absolutely. Do we cover the gamut pretty well? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I like to think so. I, we're, we're, we're well-rounded, you know, well-rounded individuals in 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 the NFL specifically. But, you know, I dare say I even, you know, I like to venture outside the NFL. You won't hear us do that here on this podcast, but uh, I like to think that I'm pretty well-versed in a lot of sports, including uh bocce ball which yes. is a little very very little known sport but you know what why not michael why not? wins kind of like a, state kind of tournaments a, you win state tournaments or something I do. like that I, right i i do i am actually the idaho state champion if i can uh, this is the humble brag by the way um i am the idaho state champion of 2018 uh the singles bocce ball tournament and that's not singles like as in unattached not married i'm talking like single team i i was my team and uh, I dominated in the state of Idaho. So for all of you, I, I, I accept all comers, man, when it comes to bocce ball. And uh, I, I never back down. So um, which which doesn't say much because it's bocce ball. But, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm good at something and I, I hold on to that. But <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. Dude, it's week five already in the NFL. That's crazy. I, I can't I know, believe it. It's going it. by like, fast. I, it's going by too fast. Too fast. And before we get in to our first win of the season, bro, you've got some shout outs for us, man. Who who are you shouting out this week? Yeah, I got a, a we had a couple new followers um on Twitter this week. Uh Danny Sanchez. Also? Uh at you can find him at, at datnuka two fifty two. Um thank you for the follow on Twitter. Wow. And uh, that's an aggressive Twitter handle. Yeah. And then we've got uh, at Oak Tico Sports. They are covering the Raiders in Espanol. So thank you to those guys for bringing Raider like Raider Nation, a real nation, a worldwide nation. Uh, They are they I kind of started following them and have a lot of good stuff. They they translate a lot of stuff into Spanish, which. I can appreciate speaking Spanish, and, you know, that's cool. There's not that's a lot of awesome. people that do that. No, uh, that is excellent. And, you know, sorry, go ahead. I, I totally cut in on you, No, man. go you, ahead. You keep I, rolling. Oh, uh, we also have, uh, I need to thank uh, Murph again from Raiders Fan uh, Network. or Right? Raiders Fan Network? Is that what it Raiders is? Raiders Fan Radio. Raiders Fan Radio uh, for 
kind of, you know, following us along as well, giving us some some pointers and things here and there. Also, uh, Chris Reed, again, uh, he followed us this week, so thank you, Chris. Love your stuff. I love watching Chris's breakdowns, man. Like, I learned so much from just his film breakdown, how he breaks down routes, breaks down stunts, defense stuff. Love it. I love love, uh, watching all of his clips and stuff on Twitter. And if you don't follow him, uh, I think his handle is at Chris Reed. Um, Capital R on that. But anyway, thank you. Awesome. And then um, at Ada Sports 1... Adalberto, um, I out of Arizona. Thank you for following us as well and um, liking some of our tweets and our retweets and likes and stuff like that. Um, also, I need to uh, shout out to my mom uh, for listening and also sending me a great text the other day that says, only morons cheer for the Broncos. Please never pick the Broncos to win another game. So, Mom, I love you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And and everybody else that listens too. We really do appreciate it. Like we we do this for fun, but it's always nice to see that people enjoy what you're putting out too. So I we appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, you know, and they can't help but enjoy it because we're enjoyable people and what we put out is quality. And we accept nothing less than a successful podcast. And uh, I feel like we deliver excellence each and every week, even though we're only five weeks in. But, dude, that was pretty savage on your mom's part because I'm not going to lie, dude. I picked uh, the Broncos to beat the Raiders, I'm not mistaken, here a couple weeks back. So I feel like... um, I don't feel like I'm in good graces with her right now. I, that would, you know, if we were to meet up, I feel like there would definitely be a little undercurrent there. So well, I apologize. I, think, I apologize. I think it was more me picking the Broncos to beat Baltimore was what she was upset about. So oh, she said, gotcha. Don't. Oh, so you're in hot water. I'm in hot water. I think you're fine. I'm in hot water. Probably Shh. not even hot water. She just said, don't pick him again, please. So there you go, okay. mom. Well, Love you ya. know what? Mom always knows best, too. So, you know what? Well, that's sage advice. Always sage advice from your mom. So, dude, that's awesome. Thanks so much to all those folks. And and we're really starting to expand the network here. As always, you can always follow us on Twitter at BehindEyePatch on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Look up the Facebook page uh, at BehindTheEyePatch on Facebook. Also, give us a call. Like, especially after a big win like we did against the Browns at home. Give us a call at 208 557 9771. Leave us a voicemail and we will play it back on the podcast. We will dissect it, we will go over it, and we will decide. Uh, uh, well, heck, anything from Raider Nation is, is solid. So, so just leave us again. That number is 208 557 9771. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to be able to play it back here on the podcast. Um, and before we get into that big win, actually, dude, I think that does it. Let's let's jump into that big did win, we, man. That that did, was did we want to talk uh, meat for just a second? The Facebook we had talk some of, replies on Facebook about uh, ranking meat that we talked about oh, last week. Ranking meat groups, yeah, dude. That was a pretty that was a pretty uh, in depth debate for sure. Yeah, what do you got for me? Uh, let me pull it up. I know we had a couple people on there um, that ranked their favorite 
meet groups, if I can call it that. Is that what we're calling it, meet groups? Yeah, subcategories, meet groups, whatever. I'm not good at at math. At math? (laughs) No. No, you are not. Nor English, for that matter. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Hold on, it's it's loading. I, well, speaking of the English, that's fantastic. That one page that you know we gave a shout out to, you know, getting the translation into, uh, yeah, the Spanish, this, you know, the, the 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 Spanish translation. That's fantastic. And you know, going back to, you know, our game down in in uh, Mexico. I mean, Raider Nation showed up big time down there. Oh, and I yeah. think it's no Showing. surprise that uh, you know the nation is in full force down there in Mexico. So that's fantastic. A big shout out to them. Shining laser pointers illegally into Tom Brady's eyes brought me so much happiness on that day. Uh, even though <laughs> I, I think that was the same one where we tried to line up. Uh, no, that was versus Osweiler, huh? That was the first year we played yeah. the Texans when they, when they brought illegal laser pointers into the uh, Estadio Azteca. So, Anyway, that's right. On Facebook, we've got Jordan Shank. Um, he gives us four four meat groups. First one, very specific with this one as well. the The rib section of a pork loin. Micah, I think pork was okay. up there on your list too. You like you liked yourself yeah. some the pork. So uh, also, yep. yep, I think that ranked third for me. His second one was a New York strip. Third one was wow. halibut, and the fourth one was okay. chicken. Okay, that's solid. See, that's solid. Really well covered. I noticed no crustaceans or fish in there, and that's that's a touchy well, subject halibut. Man, because a lot Halibut's of people. A fish. Oh, okay, okay. So it did. What? Where did that drop? That it in? was Second? numero three. Oh, okay, number three. Okay, that's solid. And, you know, that's not everybody's cup of tea. You know, my wife isn't a big fish and crustacean fan. She likes shrimp, and that's about it. So understandable. That that's Those are some pretty specific tastes. I'm not going to delve too deeply back into that. You know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again uh, too much. But, uh, no, understandable. But that's fantastic, man. That, that's great. Good, good uh, list. I like that list. And then there was one more. Give me just a second. There's always one more. Always one more. Always one more. Big shout out to just kind of go back to the shout outs to Murph, you know, over at the Raiders Fan Radio. They've had a fantastic deal going on there for a long time. I know they've broadcasted live, you know, from Oakland Raider games, and that's been pretty sick. I'm hoping to get down there and get on with them, you know, one of these Sundays here in the future. But, uh, uh, you know, for the tips and just, you know, helping us out, getting started, you know, in our and our deal over here. The podcasting game is fickle, man. A lot of people come, a lot of people go. It's, 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 uh, I even just in the last couple of years, I've probably seen three or four different, you know, foot, just football podcasts come and go. Um, so they've, they've really stayed the course over there at Raiders fan radio. Big, big shout out to them and really kind of set, been a good role model for us to follow as Absolutely. we've you know, gotten into this thing. And we hope to be here for the long run. That's, that's our goal is to be here for, you know, for the duration, yeah. get up there in the hundreds, two hundreds of podcasts. Like that would be a, that's my goal. Anyway, yeah, last, absolutely. Last one uh, comes to us via Idaho as well. Uh, his name is Dallin. Uh, he lists them in the following order: number one, 
beef. Number two, pork. Number three, fish slash shellfish. And number four coming in is wild game venison. So, very similar, okay. oddly, to uh, to mine, except I, I think I had mine switched a little bit. I had beef, I think, and then I had fish, and then... Uh, I don't think pork made my list. What was on there that... No, I don't think pork did make your list, bro. No. Anyway, yep, that's it. Awesome. But thank you guys for Love that. Love the interaction. It's always fun to interact with people, isn't it? More fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun to get in with the nation and mix it up and and talk football, but also get in on... On, uh, on on life too man and this is you know we cover we cover life as well you know and that's that's why we're so well-rounded groups exactly man well-rounded like like a pork loin man mm. well-rounded so okay enough of that enough of the food talk because i'm sitting here getting hungry again all right dude we're getting into the raiders 45 42 win a must win obviously i think for the next gosh i would say for the next two weeks they're going to be must wins for Oakland. I don't see this team being able to crawl out of a one and four hole. Um, uh, I don't even know if a two and four hole, they, as far as talking playoffs go. And I know that's dropped off the radar for a lot of people. A lot of people don't even think that is on the radar. Playoffs. Yeah, exactly. But you know, as Ra- you know, Raider Nation, we we don't give up. So, uh, but I think you know the Chargers. It's a must win, and then uh, going over, you know, crossing the pond to play the the Seahawks you know that's that's a must win game as well I think if the Raiders pull back into three and three position you know then then I think we the playoff discussion can come back up but until then you know we're still in that almost kind of rebuilding discussion mode but anyway before we move on too far down the road dude get in to this next segment dude I'm gonna let you take this away this was kind of your brainchild for this next segment uh just kind of recapping the last game yeah this this next section is going to be called uh, be kind rewind for those of you uh, who used to rent videos at say your local blockbuster or uh, in Idaho Falls for us it was the walkers store they always said be kind rewind those nice VHS tapes and so today I went through and we're gonna rewind this game for Raider Nation our goal with this is to kind of get in the good the bad the ugly and kind of take it down to a more detailed level. And also, let more of Raider Nation know what happened. Sometimes we don't get to watch the games. We don't have access to television. We don't get the games. Like I've right. said before, this is Bronco you know, Bronco territory for me. So I rarely get to see the games. I'm lucky enough to uh, be able to use... Uh, game pass and watch the games afterward but sometimes we don't get the real flow of the game and so our goal is to bring you the flow of the game so without further ado awesome we bring you be kind rewind so we're gonna pick this game up on the first drive uh we go three and out it's the first time micah that we have not scored on a possession on the first possession of a game all year long can you believe that wow that's incredible so really yeah so that first drive was the first time all year in what three games prior to that that we did not score on that first drive comes to the point where we give the ball to marshawn lynch 
on third and one and we cannot pick up the first down then we're going to skip the next the browns uh drive the next one and we're going to go to our second drive where it's third down and four and uh Derek carr moves up in the pocket and he short arms it or something he did a marvelous job of of manipulating the pocket moves up in the pocket and he hits Jordy Nelson right in the back of the foot uh, with a pass. And Nelson had gotten behind uh, Denzel Ward and the linebacker, and he had nothing but uh-huh. brown dirt and green grass in front of him. So, oh man, I, I don't know if you saw that play or not, but that one was heart wrenching. No, I heard about it, but I never saw it. I'm glad I didn't see it because I'd probably toss my TV out the front window. Yes, it was, I mean, it was crazy. He had him wide open and he short-armed him. He literally hit him in the heel of his cleat. And and so there, you know, we end up punting on that drive. All right, so we pick, we punt that. Uh, and Johnny Townsend, the the man showed some leg this, this weekend. Uh, better punting. About time. Yeah. And, you know, we both knew and everybody knew that he was more of a directional kicker, not a big leg. Um, but you know what? The the man came through this weekend. So we punt the ball. And then the big play by Gary on Conley uh, at the, at the, towards the end of the first quarter. A pick six by Gary on Conley. Uh, we get a little bit of pressure on Baker Mayfield. And I guarantee I'm going to say Johnny Manziel in here. I know I'm going to call mayfield manzel so just be ready for it and know who i mean so get a pick uh pick six from gary and conley and if i'm not mistaken micah you had uh said that he was gonna have a pick last game yeah i think it was last week yeah week three i think i had i had uh seen that in my crystal ball but uh uh apparently my crystal ball's behind a little bit (laughs) yep it was just one week behind but you know Gary and Conley has the very uh, the nice distinction of saying I caught the first TD pass from Baker Mayfield. So congratulations, Gary and Conley. Oh, first, nice. yes, first touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield was to Gary and Conley of the opposite team. So then after that play, the Browns start rolling. And I don't know if you saw this play, Micah, but it was on this drive where Arden Key was called for roughing the passer. Did you see that highlight? Yeah, I did see that. What What are I your take? What's your ridiculous. take on this? Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. You know, somebody said that he caught the quarterback in the head. Um, he, I, what he didn't club him by any means or anything like that. It's just this is becoming so difficult. I mean, the, the line's so blurred now to what what's legal what's not um that this is this isn't gonna last in my opinion they're, they're gonna have to take i've said this before they're gonna have to take the gloves off man i understand quarterbacks it's a quarterback driven league you want to protect these guys at all cost but at some point man there there's there's just a cost to play in the game you know and even with all these rules you know look at garoppolo you know, Garoppolo's done, and I've got a feeling before the end of this season, we're going to have one or two other quarterbacks, you know, done, done. And you just, you can't, it, it, for the sake of all that's good and holy of, about football and the NFL, man, we're just, we're just draining it dry. So anyway, that's, before I go off 
too much further on that subject. No, that's what I think about that. I, thing. Ridiculous. I agree. It was ridiculous. He pushed him in the chest. He didn't even touch his head. He didn't do anything. He pulled up, and you know they they flagged him. It was a moot point because uh, they got a big gain on the play anyways. But it was just it was stupid. So then we get him into a third and 20 situation Maurice Hurst uh with a a batted ball Maurice Hurst had a heck of a game in this one man really great game by Mo Hurst um then so we have him in fourth and six and we talked last week what can we not let Mayfield do to us Micah what can we not let him do I told you, I said one of the keys to the game, you got to corral him. You can't let him run and, and convert those long third down plays or, you know, make plays with his feet. I said it. I said it. Yes, you did. And I'm going to give it to you. And guess what he did? He goes and runs for seven yards on fourth and six. Breaks the pocket. Oh, I saw that. And uh, gets the first down. So that drive continues. After that, next play, Bruce Irvin breaks into the backfield gets sacked for a 12 yard or gets a sack on Mayfield for a 12 yard loss and then nice we let them convert on a third and 12 so we've oh my gosh yes it's like first and 10 from the three and we have 12 men on the field Micah 12 men on the field such a great great uh penalty there for us uh so that puts him at like the That's one a and dumb a, penalty dumb penalty one That's a mental mistake mental mistake um i feel like a parrot i'm just saying everything that you say afterwards but anyway so we uh <laughs> we've got third and goal and from like the one and a half yard line and they run a jet sweep and arden key the boy sniffed this out, and he stuffed it in the backfield for about a three- or four-yard loss. They ran a jet sweep uh, with Antonio Callaway. Key sniffed oh, it I out. Oh, I saw that one. Great play by Arden Key, man. He's he's coming along, too. I'm excited about him and Hurst, and I think once P.J. Hall gets uh, feeling a little bit better from that ankle injury, I think he I think there's a force to be reckoned with there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we saw Key, too, you know, in the first game against the Rams, you know, he got beat on one of those sweeps where Gurley scored the first touchdown. Yes, he did. And Key got sucked into the inside instead of, you know, maintaining his position on the outside. He got sucked in for a brief moment, allowing Gurley to get to the outside and score that touchdown. And, and that's really cool. I mean, look at that. Within three weeks, you know, he's trusting his reads. He's he's getting into position. You know, this um, this guy's a rookie. This guy could be one of those guys that anchors, you know, uh, at the end of that line for a long time for the Raiders. It could be a real steal, you know, yep. get, getting this guy. That Like you said, it's fun to watch these guys like Hurst, like Key, you know, with all this hype surrounding him, actually start to deliver. Raiders have, haven't had that recently. You know, we have a lot of hype, but no delivery. And so it's finally fun to see some delivery actually happening. So, yeah, big, big, big time play by Key. Love seeing that. Yep. So... Then the Browns kick a field goal. It's 7-3, and we start the second quarter. Um, We have, I'm going to skip ahead in the game on the next drive that the Raiders get the ball. It's third and one, um, and Cooper goes in motion. He goes from the left side of the line to the right side of the line, goes up, runs some I don't know what kind of route it is, but he slips into his route and he's wide open. 
uh, picks down a, or picks up the first down on third and one and a lot more. I think that play went for about 16, 15, 16 yards, but it was a great route. I mean, just great nice. play design. He was wide open. Nice. Um, next rub play, route. Yeah, rub route was great. Uh, you didn't see that last year, Micah. We didn't see anything like creative like that. So it's nice to see some creativity no. on on those routes. Well, getting guys like Cooper, who's just a you know he's a fantastic route runner. There's no doubt about that. You know, let him work what he does best. You know, let him work his craft and 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 get into the open spaces. And we're seeing that more and more. You know, week one we didn't see it and we were all upset. But as the weeks have gone on, we're starting to see that develop, which is another you know reason why. Raider Nation is still hanging around thinking that we might be able to get this thing turned around. Yep. So uh, on the next play, Carr gets sacked for a loss. Uh, then he picks up, picks most of that back up, uh, hitting Cook uh, to set up a third and two. It was on this play that, um, oh, what's the defensive end from, I'm from the Browns. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett. So Miles Garrett shoves Colton Miller back so far into Carr's lap that Carr misses a wide open Cooper right on the sideline. Overthrew him by like Ugh. five, six yards. Like it was it was a great route. Uh Coop was wide open, but because Colton Miller got shoved right into Carr's lap, Carr had to let it go at a higher point than he wanted and just ended up throwing it out of bounds. So Third and two becomes fourth and two. We see our new kicker, Micah, Matt McCrane. Uh, do you remember what happened on his first field goal from the dirt? Uh, he shanked it, didn't he? He shanked or it. It's, didn't it slip on the dirt? No. Did the ball actually, I want to say the place, oh, it didn't. No. Oh, okay. I thought it, it shifted on the dirt when they tried to put it down. Okay, maybe nope. not. So, so McCrane misses the field goal, and in true Raider fashion, when something goes bad, it just gets really, really, really bad. The next play, do you remember what happened on this one? No, I don't. Okay. Hit me. Hit. Uh, the first play, Nick Chubb, 63-yard touchdown run, his first of two long oh. runs on that on the day. So Nick Chubb comes in. Was that the one where he, like, broke an ungodly amount of tackles like he was wrapped up in the backfield basically that we was didn't tackle him that was the next one but he did break oh, tackles okay. from whitehead and markel lee on that run 63 ah. yard scamper uh they go for two callaway drops it Con um conley kind of knocks it out of his hand so good play by gary on but conley or callaway really should have had it um and so with that we are down 10-7. They kicked a field oh, okay. goal. Okay. Um, so anyway, this is where, uh, on this next drive, where we get a horrible call. Marshawn Lynch got robbed of I what I think would have been a touchdown on this play. Uh, Marshawn runs off tackle to the left. He gets held up just a little bit, and the referee That's blows right. the whistle. I saw that play. Marshawn spins out spins to his his left off of that tackle and takes off down the sideline with nothing but green grass beside him or in front of him i'm sorry man whoo i need another i need another shot of dr pepper i think but anyway uh <laughs> yeah so dude i saw that play i saw that so play. marshawn hits that you know 
that's a game changer. That's that is you know a big play call that got called back really. Then we get Penn with a false start, then another drop, and we punt the ball. So um, the Browns have a five-yard run. It becomes third and four. They hit Jarvis Landry with a 15-yard play, and then they hit Darren Fells with a 49-yard touchdown. They go for two, get Oof. the two-point conversion, and it's 17-7 to with nine minutes left in the second quarter. At this point, I don't think any of us were, like, feeling real good about that, were we, Micah? No, no. Well, the only touchdown had come on defense, you know, and so it was looking pretty bleak. I mean, the offense, I mean, talk about a rules reversed, you know, sluggish start, strong finish. I mean, totally opposite of what, you know, the previous three weeks we'd been doing. And so that's, that's it'll be interesting to see, you know, if the Raiders can actually put it all together. If they could put four quarters together and actually, you know, have a high-powered offense in all four quarters. I mean, this could become a dangerous team really fast. Right, yeah. So Raiders get the ball back with nine minutes left in the second quarter. They come to a second and four, and Carr escapes from the pressure, hits a dragging cook for a big game, probably about a 20-yard pass. On first and 10, we're about at the 50-yard line. Uh, Carr does this little play-action rollout. They move the pocket a little bit. Throws a deep bomb to Marty B. And right in the end zone, he drops it. Just drops it. Ow. Wide open. Oh, I think Nobody I saw around that. him. And the man drops it in the end zone. That was another big play that we left. Shame. Missed, missed opportunity. So, then we get Lynch uh, with a 12-yard run on second and 10. Just running with authority. He had an amazing game, Marshawn Lynch did. Just ran angry, like ate five bags of Skittles before the game or something. I don't know, but he was an angry monster that day. (laughs) Then Lee Smith catches another pass for a first down. Um, Carr hits Lynch uh, on a little dump-off pass, and he takes it for about 14 yards, dragging about four Browns players. Just like a bowling ball. They were just bouncing off of him. Um, And then we find Pater. Carr finds Coopin from the slot for the touchdown. It's 17-14 Browns at this point. But the offense is humming. Nice. We're having fun. Everybody's slapping butts and, you know, having a jolly old time. At that point, we got four minutes (laughs) and 30 seconds left in the second quarter. Browns get the ball back. Third and nine. Landry catches one for nine. Next play, we get, uh, or next few plays, we get some pressure by Irvin on a couple of them. So he was in the backfield, just about wrapped up Mayfield. Mayfield kind of weasels his way out of it, and they throw the ball away, and they punt back to the Raiders with a minute 53 left in the second quarter. Raiders get the ball back. First play, Richard uh, catches a pass for a big play. Then Cook hits a, gets a pass. Then we throw an incomplete pass. Uh, we get, we're just trying to, you know, hurry up here in the hurry up offense. We get 10 to Jordy Nelson and then another five to Jordy Nelson. And then an errant pass by Derek Carr results in the first pick of Derek Carr's day by EJ Gaines. And so, Micah, that takes us to halftime, my friend. 
We are halftime, 17-14 Browns. Come out from halftime. Browns get the ball first. Uh, second and eight, they go to Duke Johnson uh, for a first down. And I was worried about Duke Johnson in this game. He scored the two-point conversion for them on the one that they that they did convert. But the linebackers did a pretty good job of minimizing his passing abilities. I thought they really did a good job of taking him out of that role. Nice, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, so we get him in third and one. Uh, they, I'm not sure. It seemed like Mayfield ran an RPO here. So he fakes the, the ball to Hyde, who runs a dive. He takes off to his left and finds Njoku for a pretty sizable gain but Njoku was like blocking slipped out got behind the defenders uh and instead of running Mayfield just kind of lobbed it up to him and and he took off for a big gain so kudos to them on that one that was that was a great play I mean just nothing really that the Raiders could do about it uh we get another play action pass to to Higgins for the first down uh to the 17 second and six goes incomplete and then a field goal by joseph of the browns makes it 20 to 14 so we're down 20 to 14 at this point raiders get the ball back uh car finds marty b for a big gain and then tries to find go to marty b again into double coverage and the ball is intercepted again so first drive of the second half not a great drive looked good marty b you know they it seemed like they were trying to get him but maybe Carr forced this one in a little bit then browns get the ball back mayfield throws a bomb pi on melvin and uh that's followed by a touchdown from mayfield to jarvis landry they get the two points micah and they go up 28 to 14 and what were we saying at this point in the game? Oh, gosh, I think we're, I mean, you know, classic Oakland Raiders. You know, that's 14 down, 14 points is just about out of reach. You know, if, if, if the last 16 years have told us anything, uh, yeah, the, the game's out of reach at that point. 28-14, it's, it's, you know, about midway through the third, uh, and, you know, you're not going <clears> to, <throat> the Raiders aren't going to recover from that. Right, yeah, and, and at this point I'm thinking, great. Good job, Raiders. We're gonna Browns ourselves. Uh, we are we're gonna turn into the Browns. Uh, <laughs> third and nine. We have a a play that could have gone for a big gain. And Micah, I'm gonna give you one opportunity here to guess who dropped the ball. We're gonna play who dropped the ball. So Micah, you've got one guess. Who dropped the ball for us? I'm going to say Amari Cooper. No, I thought you would get this one because he is probably the person that I dislike the most on our team right now. I don't think he should be there. Oh, Seth Roberts. Seth, the Dread Seth Roberts. Pirate Roberts has one in his hands, and lo and behold, the man drops it. So, we punt again. You know, we were talking like, man, we really needed some points on that drive. We, you know, we need to cut the score down. 14 is getting a little out of hand. Well, we drop the ball. We punt. And special teams this week was much better than weeks prior. Covered the ball, covered this punt, and they got him at the 11-yard line. So, first play, Browns drop back. 
and our good friend Maurice Hurst causes a, a strip of Baker Mayfield, and ju- and uh, Mr. Hankins falls right onto it, and we're at the 11-yard line, Micah. We're in business. We get a turnover when we need one most, and we're in business here. Things are kind of starting to look good. Uh, so Carr finds Jared Cook for the touchdown, and we are within striking distance. It's 28-21 to 21 Browns with 534 left in that third quarter. Um, so things are looking up at this point, right? A little bit. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to yep. go down without a fight maybe again, you know, this week. Uh, so we kind of fight back into the game. Any thoughts on that? I'm kind of taking the show over. Anytime yep. you want to say something with your brilliant inside of football, it- you just let me know. <laughs> No, I was, you know, it's kind of one of those things I, I think we were starting to figure out, you know, is this going to be another, how are we going to explain this one? You know, are there moral victories in this game? You know, uh, you know, kind of the same old excuses that we had to keep coming up with, you know, for the past three weeks, uh, you know, just trying to find the good in all the ugly. Um, uh, so I think that's kind of the road we were heading down at that point. You know, we got our hopes up a little bit right before half and then, and then, yeah, then misery started to set it again, as it has so many Sundays. Yes. <laughs> Next Browns drive, where they, we got him in third and 11. Arden Key breaks loose, and he just about gets his first sack in the NFL that's not in the preseason. Grabs Baker Mayfield. Mayfield has, like, shortening on his jersey or something, and his hand slips off, <laughs> and we can't get to him, but he throws the ball away, and the Browns punt. Uh, next Raiders possession, we're in third and five. Seth Roberts catches the ball, but he's two yards short of the first down marker. So we go to, for three yards on a little slant to Roberts who falls down and it's fourth and two. So we punt back to the Browns, uh, with two fifty-six left in the third quarter. So still within striking range, uh, but I don't know why they're throwing short of the sticks in that situation. Why do you do that? No, I think it's just a it's just a you know players not understanding, or maybe you know not being aware of where, uh, you know you, you got to be aware of where the where that first down marker is, and you got to make sure your route is adjusted so you know to be able to where you catch that ball, you're at least you know, at the first down marker, you know, to where you might get a good spot. Or be able to stretch out and make that first down, but that's just that's just a lack of awareness where you are on the field, in my opinion. Yeah, and it may have been I don't know what his route, you know, if it was just a three yard route and they were hoping he could break loose, but to me you gotta at least hit the sticks on that. Yeah, oftentimes even if the route's drawn up, and I know this just from back you know, playing high school football, um, you know, even if the route's drawn up short, you know, if it's a three yard out, well if it's third and five you know you go ahead and make that a five yard out you know like because you, you're not like you said you're not going to do yourself any good catching a three yard out on third and six you know that's just that, that helps nobody so unless 
unless it's an automatic, you know, you, you're in a desperate situation, you know you're going to go for it anyway, so you just figure, well, you know, pick up a few yards here, we don't need the whole chunk, so then maybe we can catch, you know, the, the defense, you know, the def- it's not an obvious passing situation, you know, have the option to run the ball, open up the playbook more, but in that, you know, in that situation, you just got to be aware and, and, you know, and drag that route out, you know, make that route go a little bit deeper. So we hold the Browns, though, in unlike Raiders of old, maybe we hold the Browns to a three and out um, and we get the ball back. Uh, Dwayne Harris has a really good return. First play on that drive, we throw a toss left to Lynch. And there, I, Chris Reed had some fancy name for it. I forgot what it was, um, but I guess they used to run it a lot when Gruden was in Oakland before, but uh, kind of some heavy, heavier personnel. Anyway, uh, Lynch breaks it for a 52-yard run. So at this point, I'm think yeah, that was I'm awesome. thinking, yeah, man, we're back in this game. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, next play, or, uh, the Browns are called offside. Uh, Garrett jumps offside. Carr gets him to jump, and we head to the fourth quarter. Micah, whoo, that was a that was a heck of a third quarter. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. it's uh, 21-28. We're down by a touchdown, but we're in good field position. Uh, Carr misses Coop on a second and three. And then on third and three, they decide that it would be a good time to run a reverse to Dwayne Harris, who loses a couple yards. So not, not, the, not the greatest play call in the world, in my mind. Third and three, you're kind of driving. Carr seemed to be in rhythm. Throw that three-yard slant to Roberts on that play. Like, get that first down, you know? Yeah. But they run the reverse. Yeah. Don't get it. McCrane comes in. I'm holding my fingers crossed that he hits it, and lo and behold, he makes it 28-24 with 14 minutes and 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So, next one. We're kind of, you know, we're kind of back in this. We're cl- crawling, clawing, fighting, scrapping. It's looking good. The next play that the Browns run, uh, Mayfield tries to change the play. Center botches the snap, and the fumbled is recovered by the Oakland Football Raiders. We jump on the ball. Nice. And I think that was Hankins that got that one, too. He was just playing the, the cleanup crew, the garbage man, all day. So we're at the 20-yard line. It's second down. And Carr fires a bullet to Jordy Nelson for a touchdown. Yeah, it was it was kind of like that Seth Roberts pass in Denver, uh, just kind of yeah, threaded yeah. it through a couple guys. Look at you look at these passes that Carr's making in these games, and like that in particular, the one to Roberts. Some of these fit into Cook to Nelson. Um, uh, there's no doubt that Carr is a good quarterback. I mean, he's he's got the arm talent, he's got the accuracy, pinpoint accuracy. Uh, sure, he has some errant throws. Sure, sometimes you know he trusts his receivers in double coverage. Um, but I mean, I, you show me a quarterback, you know, besides an Aaron Rodgers maybe or a Tom Brady. I mean, I mean, Matt Ryan has bad throws, you know. But there's no doubt that Matt Ryan is the, is the franchise quarterback of the Falcons. You know, Russell Wilson has some poor throws. There's no doubt though that Russell Wilson's the franchise quarterback, you know, in Seattle. So, I mean, get get off of it. Carr is here to stay. Carr is a good quarterback because I've seen that a lot recently, and we'll get into that later. But, you know, just people kind of railing on Carr. 
Every time he throws a pick, it's, you know, the end of the world. And, man, maybe we need to go out and get Kaepernick or somebody else. And it's like, guys, you know, for for the little bad that he has, you know, if it wasn't for Carr, you know, there are only maybe two or three other quarterbacks, maybe three or four other quarterbacks in the league that could have led, you know, those kinds of drives when their team needed it the most, Um uh, like the Raiders did, down 28-14, down by two scores late in the game. You know, Roethlisberger, Brady, uh, Rodgers, um, those are the, the uh, Wilson, those are the four off the top of my head that I could think of that, you know, when you need a touchdown drive, you know, those are going to be the guys that are going to get it done. Carr's proven that he can get this thing done. Our problem is, is oftentimes, you know, that we're just, we're not, it's not, by the time it's late in the game, there are there's no more time for late heroics, late game heroics. You know the game's out of reach. It's it's you know twenty eight to seventeen, and and there are you know four minutes left. It's like well that's you know that's tough. Um, uh, but man, I mean this the cars cars a good quarterback. Car is the future of this franchise, and uh, uh, I think he's only going to get better. And you know more years with Lynch or more years with Gruden, I should say. Um, I think he's only going to get better, and he's going to continue to improve. Yeah, I mean, it's not like our offense is terrible. If I remember right, PFF, no. or, or just as far as yards per game, I think we're ranked second in the – Yeah. Know, I think we're second in the NFL behind the Rams, which – Yeah, second or third. I think we're only behind the Rams, and it's not by a, a large distance um, either, so – yeah, and that and that doesn't translate. You know, when you look at our record one and three, and you look at the yards we're putting up, you know something's going to have to give. And that's and it's kind of like in Kansas City. You see a, a defense ranked dead last, but they're four and zero. Oh. I just sit there and I go, something's got to give. You know, th- this doesn't correlate. You can't. This isn't sustainable for the Chiefs. I don't think it's sustainable to have a dead last defense in the league, even in this day and age, in this in this offense driven, quarterback driven league. Being that poor at defense, I don't think that's sustainable. I think you can get away with it. I think you can mask it for only so long, and then it's going to come back to bite you. And same thing with the Raiders, Uh, just on the opposite end of the spectrum. You can only be this good at offense for so long and not have it translating into wins until finally you know, it's going to catch up and the rest of your team's going to catch up to you, and, and it's going to start to click. And it's going to start translating into wins. That's and I, I still stand by that and I maintain that. And I think if if I were a betting man, I'd put I'd put I'd put a hundred dollars down that Kansas City, you know, we're going to see that team unless that defense improves. You know, they're going to slide some. I don't think they're I, they're not a they're not a big wig team. They're not. I don't think they're a powerhouse team uh, because defense still matters in this league. And on the same coin, on the opposite side of that same coin, I think they're Raiders. You know. It's been a slow start, you know, but but you look at, like you said, you look at the numbers and you're going, something's got to give. And I, we might, the Browns game just might be that that turning point. It just might be that that point that we're looking for going, okay, this is the turnaround point. We'll find out yep. this Sunday. And we, very true. And I, I think, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens to, to Kansas City when that winter rolls around. Is Mahomes going to be able to sling the ball in that cold weather where you yeah. can't grip the ball with really no run game to speak of hunt. You know, I watched the game this week. He did have a better game. He was more involved in the game plan, but 
You know, you can't always sling the ball when it's blowing 40 miles an hour at Arrowhead Stadium and it's cold. Yep. So I think yep. you're absolutely right. And then that Midwest, those, yeah, the, the, the Midwest, those winters are brutal, man. I mean, I'm out here in the West and I, the winters out here are bad. And the Midwest, it's even worse, dude. And, and yeah, like you said, it, it'll be interesting to see how that how that will translate and like i said i just looking at those numbers and i'm a numbers guy and i and and i just don't think it's sustainable i don't think it's sustainable for the chiefs okay so we get back into the game raiders take the lead with 12 minutes and 46 seconds left in the game micah but the question the 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 elephant in the room the gorilla on our back can we finish can we finish the game? We will find out. Um, there's some foreshadowing for you, everybody. Browns get the ball. <laughs> Frosty Rucker, uh, Frosty the Snowman Rucker, as I like to call him, uh, has a, a good pressure, bats the ball down. Browns go three and out. Things are looking good. The, ener- the energy in the stadium is good places rocking like you can just hear the fans on the just going nuts on this punt Dwayne Harris returns that the punt to the 29 so we are I mean we are in business we're you know almost on the third we're just inside the 30 yard line uh opening up that play was Keith Smith with just a monster block dude we get the ball Another missed opportunity here, Micah. We kick a 44-yard field goal uh, from the dirt, but McCrane hits it. It's 34-28 Raiders. Uh, This kind of, this next play kind of changes the momentum, unfortunately, to the Browns. We get uh, the kickoff, and there's a fumble, but Callaway is ruled down upon review they had called it raiders football they reviewed it i thought yes we're gonna get the ball i'm and and we did not we didn't get the ball and you could kind of see that the air in the tires was let out just a little bit there wasn't that same intensity so browns get the ball it's second and five markel lee had a nice pass defense knocks down the down the pass then we have a busted coverage, unfortunately. And just like so many Raiders games, when you think the momentum is on our side, we're rolling, there's no way that this ship is going to get sunk, a cannonball hits the front end of our ship and crap goes to a, you know, a warm spot <laughs> real, real fast. A busted coverage with Conley covering Callaway. He runs what appeared to be just kind of a short slant route and Conley was expecting some help underneath he went over top and Callaway takes it down to the one yard line um Carlos Hyde gets it in takes it into the end zone on his second try from the goal line it is 35 34 Browns at this point ensuing Raiders drive Lynch has a big run uh to the 41 uh, and then third and nine. This was an odd play, Micah, and this is one that they actually came out, the referees association or whatever it was today with replays on late hits and fouls that aren't fouls and plays that should have been overturned and weren't and stuff like that. But Derek Carr drops back, gets kind of shoved around in the pocket, drops the football, 
Browns recover and take off with it, but they call him down. His forward progress had been stopped. I don't get it. Obviously, it was the wrong call, um, but so was Marshawn Lynch's bad call on that. So in my in my book, we're even at this point. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I mean, it was it was no question a bad call, and you could tell. You know, I think after the game, it was you know the refs and the angle that the um that the back judge was at. He you know he, it looked like it was just an incomplete pass. Um, so that's you know that whistle. You know when you hear the whistle, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So, um, but like you said earlier in that game, you know Lynch had a Lynch had you know maybe not Beastquake 3.0, but he had he had the best run. What would have been the best run of of week four um, uh, combined out of all the games, and it was blown dead prematurely. Um, so, I mean that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown play. So, you know you could say. It was, it was, uh, you know, it, it evened out in the end, and that I know that's no excuse, and that you know, it was, it was clearly a fumble, but Lynch is, Lynch, Lynch was clearly breaking tackles as well, and that was a pre premature whistle there as well. So uh, that's my one, you know, when people start to make excuses or start to, you know, when I start to hear that excuse, oh, you know, well they, they had, uh, you know, that was a fumble, that you know, that should have ended the game right there. Yeah, well, you know, Lynch should have had a touchdown run that made highlight reels, you know, absolutely, you know, been sports center. Yes. top 10 for the next two weeks you know um uh but it was blown nope. dead so i'm the so same i'm I, in the I don't same boat <laughs> we get the shaft all the time so don't really care welcome to welcome to being a raiders fan uh, all the time visions of the stupid uh uh not a postcard a uh oh my gosh po- uh, note card being pulled out to uh, measure a first down comes to mind. And so, anyway, I don't want to hear anybody's complaining about they get calls against them all the time. They haven't been a Raiders fan for very long, or they're not a Raiders fan because we live with that crap every freaking week. So, anyway, (laughs) we have to end up uh, punting the ball. Dwayne Harris is called for a catch interference. Kind of just ran into the to the punt returner. I'm not really sure uh, what happened there. It kind of looked like he got shoved into the the, re- the returner a little bit. But anyway, next play on that drive, Nick Chubb once again breaks tackles. And I re-watched this several times. Here are the tackles he broke. Markel Lee in the backfield. Markel Lee had that play stopped. It was done. He read it correctly. He blitzed down the middle it was done. He misses okay. a tackle. Tyre Whitehead misses the tackle. Fidal Brown misses a tackle. And finally, Eric Harris misses the final line of defense. 41-yard touchdown. Browns lead by 8 with 4 minutes and 20 seconds left. He had a 35-yard average, Micah. A 35-yard run average. And he still was playing second fiddle to Carlos wow. Hyde. That's kind of brownsy to me. So, okay, <laughs> we get the ball back. Marty B comes up with a big play uh, to the to our 47-yard line. Cooper catches one pass, then Cooper again for 15, then Coop again, uh, and then Marty B loses a pass on some stupid little, I don't know if it was supposed to be a screen pass, but then Carr misses Nelson, 
and we go for it on fourth down and there is a miscommunication between uh, Cooper who was Carr thought he was going to run outside he went inside incomplete pass and we don't have the ball anymore Micah and there's a minute 51 left in this game uh, at this point I think I started mm. eating dinner and I put my phone down and I quit following because I had seen I have seen this way too many times being a Raiders fan but <laughs> alas we have three timeouts hide for six then hide and we call a timeout hide runs for about two more and we call a timeout it's third down and two hide appears to pick up the first down but then we get a call micah the referees sided with the oakland raiders for one time in our history we get a call we get a call chubb is called down short of the line to gain by a half a yard and the browns punt so we get the ball at the 33 yard line our 33 yard line and we have a minute and 28 seconds to go we're down eight points it's crunch time this is why you pay a guy 25 million dollars a year is to lead you lead you to the promised land in situations such as these um car hits nelson for five he gets out of bounds and remember we have like no timeouts left so we're running we got to go you know 67 yards uh in a minute 28 Richard then goes for four yards, but can't get out of bounds. It's third and one. Nelson goes deep. Carr tries to hit him, and he drops the ball. But wait! There's a flag on the field, Micah. There is a flag. And we get another (laughs) call. Holding on the Browns gives us an automatic first down. Next play. Yep. Next play, also hard to cook for for or to the twenty yard line. Their twenty yard line. We are in business. We're knocking on the door. There's fifty one seconds left, but the clock is ticking. Tick 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 tick. To borrow uh, a a a phrase from I'm forgetting all kinds of names. I'm just Chris Berman. Tick 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 tick. Chris Berman. Thank you. <laughs> Next play. False start on Jalen Richard, but he redeems himself. He gets them. He takes a little swing pass, jukes a couple guys, breaks a tackle, and gets to the eight-yard line and out of bounds with 34 ticks remaining on the clock. You know, palms are getting a little sweaty. I'm getting a little nervous. And then the next play, Carr throws a perfect perfect throw to cook who gets off of um i want to i can't remember who it was trying to guard him i think demarius randall it was demarius randall number 23 trying to to guard uh the big tight end jared cook okay yeah we get a touchdown micah it is 42 to 40 but we need that two point conversion 
we draw up a play a la Michael Crabtree a couple years ago. Do you remember that play where he out-jumped the guy on a fade route in the end zone? Well, we don't have Michael Crabtree anymore, Micah. No, no, we have Jordy Nelson instead. And Nelson runs a fade route. He gets the two-point conversion, comes down with the ball. We are tied. This game is tied, and we have but seconds to play in in regular in regular time. But are we going to raider ourselves again? That is the question. Baker Mayfield drops back, throws a bomb, and lo and behold, who picks it off, Micah? Oh my gosh. Yeah, the the person that <laughs> they the man he we impro- give so much flack about, of course. Reggie Nelson. Of course. He improved this week, Micah. The 50-year-old improved on on week four, finally. He came through with a nice interception, <laughs> and we kneel the ball. Micah, we're headed to overtime. Usually, you have to pay double for this kind of action, Cotton. And here we go. I Well, that's okay. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Micah hasn't... Micah hasn't seen dodgeball, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So for those of you who got the dodgeball reference, kudos. I'm sending Micah the movie Dodgeball in the mail this week so he can he can appreciate that. Um, anyway, back to the game. We've got ourselves a doozy, all right? We're going into overtime. Raiders get the ball first. We score a touchdown, Micah. It's over. We kick a field goal. They have to do the same. It's feeling good. Boom. We get the ball. Things are kind of rolling our way. Comes down to third. and we, we start at the 25. It's third and six. Carr lobs one to Cooper for a big play. And guess who he's covered by, Micah? Uh Oh, is it Ward, the rookie? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, did he? That was the one. Was that where yes. he juked uh, TJ Carey out of his socks? TJ Carey's jockstrap is buried in oakland coliseum after that play he left him in the dust great play (laughs) so it's third and six car hits cooper for a big play covered by tj carey who for those of you who don't remember played for us last year and we were adamant that he needed to be re-signed well micah i went back through the tape and you want to know who gave up just about every single deep pass play to Amari Cooper and throughout the day? It was TJ Carey, right? Carey. Yeah, yeah. It was TJ Carey. In overtime, it was like Carr just was looking down the line and was like, yep, that's the guy I'm throwing at. I know TJ. I'm sure they're nice. You know, they're good friends and such. But he picked TJ out, and he went at him every single play. <laughs> so... We get third and three. Jamie Collins gets a sack. And McCrane misses the field goal from the dirt. The poor young man misses the field goal. Browns get the ball. On this play, we were just lucky. We should have bought a freaking lottery ticket that day, Micah, because (laughs) the refs pick up a flag for an unnecessary roughness penalty on Dominique Rogers Cromartie that would have kept that drive alive that's right they, i remember they that had a conference picked up the flag i couldn't believe it uh so with third and five 
We get some pressure on Mayfield. Mayfield rolls out to his right, tries to hit somebody on a deep pass, and I'm holding my breath, and Rashard Melvin comes up with a huge pass defense leading to a Browns punt. Yep. So, ensuing drive, all we have to do now is kick a field goal or score a touchdown, and the game is ours. Can we finish the game? That's the question. We start out at the 20. First pass from Carr is almost picked off by the Browns. It comes up to a third and three play. There's a blitz up the middle. Jalen Richard picks up the blitz like a boss. And Carr, oh, no, wrong play. Carr just lofts one up to Jared Cook. And that was like reminiscent of yesteryear when Jared Cook played for the Packers and just had like no room on the sideline, but somehow kept himself in bounds. But Carr (laughs) took, that was the play that Carr took the shot right to the ribs. And I was afraid he was hurt. That's right. He was he was hurting on, on that play. Appears that Carr's injured, but he gets up and they, you know, he he continued to play. And that, you know, to me, that was it's eerily reminiscent of 2016 Carr. Yeah, you know, absolutely he put himself on the line. He was making plays. It was a beautiful pass to Cook where only he could get it, and he came down with it. But you know, th- there seemed to be a little bit of magic there. Uh, on not the next play, but the play after Roberts catches a pass, which is a miracle. Uh, he gets nine and a half (laughs) yards and we need to pick up a half a yard. It's third down. Micah, what do we dial up? Quarterback sneak. We dialed up a gosh dang quarterback sneak. Can you believe that? The week out... The week after you let him have it, and we dial up a dang quarterback sneak. That was beautiful. And I, I for one, was elated. I don't know about yourself, but I was happy. Um, Carr with the sneak for the first down. Uh, Carr, on the next play, hits Cooper to the 25, covered by who, Micah? Carey. TJ Carey. Boom. Lynch then runs for 11 on first down with five guys. I literally counted them. Five men hanging off of his legs as That's he awesome. ran the ball. He ended up, I think, going for 130 total yards. Um, but his TD streak was ended. I don't. He didn't score a touchdown in this game. But anyway, just a monster day for Marshawn on the ground and through the air, too. Had some nice catches. Uh, or, or plays following the catch. Um, from the 29, we trot out Matt McCrane. He comes out and totally redeems himself. Micah, we win a game. We get our first win of the year, 45-42. The crowd rejoices, and we don't have any torches. We don't have any pitchforks. There's no stabbings or knifings or... Any Anything bad happening in Oakland. No pickets formed, nothing like that. Raiders win. Raiders win. Dude, yeah, it was, it was pretty big. It was obviously a must-win situation. 
Um, holy mackerel, dude. Like, that that was quite the... Yeah, you need a drink after that, man. Like, that, that was quite the, the, the take of the game. That was a big old rewind, dude. Holy mackerel. You, you must, like... Good grief. That was epic. That was epic. Tell me, tell me what, what, like, what, well, I don't, I don't need you to tell me anything, man. You basically covered everything there. Good grief. The biggest thing for me was, out of the game, was there there was so much fight still left in Oakland. There were two or three times that they could have, they could have, you know, they could have folded. They could have, they could have called a day, packed it in and, you know, and, and let that game get out of hand, you know, 28 to 14, uh, when the Browns go up forty-two to thirty-four, you know, with with uh, you, know, you know, like three minutes left, something like that. Actually, less than three minutes left. Um, you know, there are so many times that uh, they could have you know thrown in the towel and been done. But but like you said, it was really reminiscent of uh, you know what we saw in twenty sixteen. That this team, you know, there was there was that sense of urgency that we've been looking for. That that uh, you know, playing with your hair on fire type type of of you know atmosphere from Oakland and. Uh, you know, we heard a lot of a lot of rumors, a lot of people talking about. You know, has you know has Gruden lost the locker room? He's in the process of losing the locker room. Blah blah blah. Well, obviously not. You don't get have players. You don't have a team put in uh, that kind of effort for their coach uh, when they're zero and three. You know, this wasn't like you know a title was on the line. There wasn't any, wasn't you know anything like that. I mean, this team is zero and three. They're on the they're on thin ice as it is. It would have been very easy. And it would have for a team for for a coach that had locked the lost the locker room. Uh, there's no way Oakland comes back and makes a comeback like that. That that game's over. Browns win. Um, uh, Mayfield has his first victory. The Browns have their first victory on a Sunday and like a thousand days or something like that. It's ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just a it's a testament that uh, this team's got a lot of fight left in it. Gruden hasn't lost anybody. And, uh, you know, maybe it's the sign of more things to come. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, like I said, it's going to take a little more than, a, than an overtime win against the Browns to get me really excited about, you know, this 2018 season as far as how it's gone so far. Um, dude, let's go. Let's, after, the, after that rundown, let's, let's hit up. Uh, you have any personal fouls from the media this week? you have any, any uh, gems from the media this week? I do. I have a, a couple gems. Uh, from the likes of uh, Jeff Schwartz, he wins my he wins my uh, personal Tyler's personal foul moment this week. Um, this is his quote. This is talking about Donald Penn, who uh, unfortunately we lost in the game, um, and then Brandon Parker, the rookie, came in and and played. I think something like. 50-something snaps or 40-something snaps. Anyway, uh, Jeff Schwartz kind of irked me this week, and I will read you why that was the case. Uh, He said the following, An injury to the groin for Penn is directly related to taking a lineman who started 170 starts at left tackle, and he's moved quickly to right tackle. No, Jeff Schwartz. I am a physical therapist, and I call BS on that. Okay. It's not true. I do also have a funny tweet of the week. Oh, hit me with that. that. I Yeah, so that's that's a little bit different. That's new uh, this week. Let me pull up that picture. comes from one of my favorite people, John Gruden, and it was said today. 
uh, via Matt Schneidman, uh, who's on Twitter at Matt Schneidman. Uh, John Gruden asked if was asked if it's tough keeping Marshawn Lynch fresh for the in- entire season. John Gruden stated, "No, he's been durable in his career. We'll just keep feeding him Skittles." Nice. So, there you have it, Raider Nation. Beast mode is ready. He's good. We're just going to keep feeding him Skittles. There you go. I like it. I like it. Um, sweet. So there you go. Personal foul. Little little humor in there as well. Dude, hit me. It's time, man. It's time for the uh, the stock watch. We're going to take a look around the league. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of uh, crawl out of the black hole a little bit. Take a look around the league and uh, see whose stock we're buying, selling, or holding this week. I've got a couple teams for you. I think you've got a couple for me. We have no idea who, you know, which teams you know each of us has. So they might overlap, might not. You know, the chances of that with thirty-two teams aren't that great. But I guess you know when you got picking four teams, I guess. Yeah, I guess there's a, there's a chance. So I'm gonna start first, man. I, I my my first um my first team stock watch has to be the Dallas Cowboys. They won two straight now. You know, uh, uh, you know they've got Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. Uh, wh- what are you doing there? You you buying? You selling? What are you doing? Uh, you holding? That's another team. Um, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna take the easy way out, and I'll tell you why. I'm I'm not sold on Dak Prescott as a quarterback. True. I don't think he's elite, and I do not like their wide receiver core down there. They've they've got they drafted none. that. <laughs> they've got none. They drafted Gallup this year who I'm trying to remember was was he from the Mountain West? Oh, I don't remember, dude. I don't I, I just know that it's a depleted receiving core down there and it's yes. it's, it's uh... Cole Beasley yeah, Cole Beasley and Alan Hearns are not the answers. Yeah. So, you know, pretty much it comes down to Ezekiel Elliott every yep. week. And, you know, if he can leave his hands off of people and quit beating them, he stands a good chance of, you know, staying in the NFL. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to hold. I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to get crazy excited and, and buy any either. I'll probably just hold this week. And I, I'm sorry to take the easy road out, but... That's what I'm going to do. go. Hold it up. All right, one last one for you. The Baltimore Ravens. You know, this is a team just got came off of a big win versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Went into, you know, Heinz Field. Got it done. And got it done handily, too. And, you know, Steelers might be real, and that might be a team that uh, – talk about rebuilding mode. You know, that, that could be a team that, you know, their, their fall from grace could be pretty hard this year as well. Uh, kind of an under-radar, under-the-radar, you know uh, – pick as far as I uh, you know I don't think a lot of people saw that coming even with the bell holdout I mean they've got a they've got a um, epic quarterback they've got obviously one of the best receiving duos in the NFL if not the best a lot of people would argue so um but anyway not about the Steelers the Ravens man are you buying their stock you buying Joe Flacco you're gonna hold you're gonna sell tell me what you're gonna do Micah I watched that game and it was eerily reminiscent of a couple plays that happened to us last year where one Michael Crabtree being wide open across the middle of the field dropping passes. I think um, he's on pace, they said, to drop 25 passes this year. I saw a stat somewhere. Uh, that is just ridiculous, you know? 
Yes. And that was a he's on I think he's got more drop passes than like the rest of them combined. I think so. Like it, it's it's just unreal. And for the for a guy to come out, you know, of college with the the best hands ever. Yeah. Sure drops a lot of balls. So, you know, Ravens. What do you do with the Ravens? I don't know what I do with the Ravens. I'm going to Micah, I'm taking the easy way out this week, and I feel like it's because I just don't know what you do with teams like that. You know, the Ravens, they they blew out the Bills, so we're like, well, are the Bills that bad or are the Ravens that good? I think the Bills are that bad. And I just, you know, it's a good win against the Steelers, too, and I think they're 3-1. and one. Yep. They're in the lead of their division, but... You know what? I I'm just gonna take the easy way out. I guess I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna see what happens the next couple weeks, and then I'm gonna make my decision. That's fair. That's fair. You know, the Ravens are one of those teams. You know, kind of like the Cowboys. You know, they they could go on a two or three game winning streak. Everybody loves them, and you know they're the next best thing since sliced bread. Then all of a sudden, Flacco can just come up flat, and 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 he'll have a string. You know, he'll have a month where everybody's just wondering, what in the world is going on? Is it time to find a new quarterback, et cetera, et cetera? But the weird thing about that team, man, get Flacco into January, and that dude just turns on a switch. And and, and so it's like, that's, I feel like that's just what they got to do every year, find a way to get into January. And, and then, you know, Flacco, whatever it is, man, he just goes off. He just goes off. So holding on both like that, who do you got for me this week? Well, the, last week I gave you the Bills. And the Falcons. Yep. But I've got another bird for you okay. this week, Micah. We're going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. They are the defending world champions of football. They're 2-2 two and two in their division. Yep. And they just... They couldn't, they couldn't pull off the win against the Titans this Dude, week. Dude, Titans sneaky good so, this year. Sneaky good Tennessee team. we got to keep an eye on those guys. So, Micah, the question is, Philadelphia Eagles, buying, selling, are you holding? I'm selling, man. Week? I'm selling on the Eagles. There's something about that defense. It's just not as good. It's been exposed a little bit on the back end. I mean, they're allowing some big plays through the air. Um, this isn't a team. The, the thing is, they're going to win their division. So I guess, you know, from that point, I don't see the Cowboys challenging. I don't definitely do not see the Giants challenging. The Redskins, eh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big believer in Alex Smith, um, especially as the season they goes have on. Have resurrected Adrian Peterson. That's though. true, but you know what? I guess if we're talking making the playoffs, I'll continue to buy a little more stock into that team. But as we hit the playoffs, and if we're talking like. You know, if we're talking, all right, let's buy, let's buy some stock to get this team to the Super Bowl. You know, how much stock is are you putting in that? I'm not taking any stock in that. This team, this team is good enough for for ten wins this season, nine wins this season, a solid season. Uh, yeah, at ten and six, nine and seven, something like that. I think they win their division, but uh, I'm not. I just don't. That, that defense isn't what it used to be, and that that offense. You know, it could just be that. Uh, you know, the the hangover from that Super Bowl victory, uh, you know, you, you, you're you on top of the world. And so, you know, some you, know, you maybe lose a little bit of that that uh, 
you know, that drive, that edge, you know, wanting to go out and, you know, it's me against the world kind of mentality. So I'll take him to the playoffs. So I'll buy a little more stock in them. But uh, probably come January, I'm going to sell it all. Try to sell it, see see if I can make some money. Or, you know, maybe come come middle December before uh, before before the playoffs happen while people maybe are still hyping the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to sell all that off because I don't, I don't think they make it very far uh, into the postseason. All right. Fair enough. I have another animal for you. Oh. This one comes comes via the AFC South. Um, there's a, a quarterback. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Andrew Luck. Okay. Came back this year. The stock, your second stock option is the Colts. Oh. Are you buying, selling, or are you holding their stock at this point? They're one in four. Coming off two losses, one to the Houston Texans last the week before last, and this week they were on Thursday Night Football, lost to the Patriots. So, Colts. Dude, you just lost to one of the teams that had no wins, the Houston Texans. You know, they were they were a defeated team, 0-3. You go and lose that game with Andrew Luck. Then you go and, and was there really any chance? Did they, was there really any did anybody think they had a chance against the Patriots, you know, in Gillette Stadium? I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't expect that game to be close at all, even with all the craziness. Whatever that is, what, 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 I don't understand it. But the Colts just have this aversion to playing defense. And at the end of the day, you got to play some sort of defense, which is why I always contend, and I continue to contest that it's going to catch up with the Chiefs. Man, you can't have the thirty-second ranked defense in the NFL and succeed. You might be able to have a middle-of-the-road defense and do well with a high-powered offense. It's kind of the same thing. We're seeing Andrew Luck. Without Andrew Luck, this team is is, is trash. And it, it already is trash with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, uh, this guy, talk about wasting somebody's talent. You know, Andrew Luck, I, I've never bought into his hype, but the dude can make plays. For whatever reason, he seems like he always has one or two bad interceptions every game. Um, because he's a gunslinger, and I admire that, but I never really bought into the hype. I, I, I didn't. I never really understood why everybody just was always about the you know wanted to get some Andrew Luck action, and I just not, never really understood it. And you know maybe I'd understand it more if they had a better defense, you know, in Indianapolis, maybe a better run game there as well. Uh, but I just I, I, I'm on a I sell everything, dude. This team is a. Uh, maybe a five-win team, to be honest. I, they, they've got Jacksonville that surpassed them. That should have never happened. Um, uh, they had every chance uh, to rise up faster and, and become a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they got to contend with Jacksonville, the Texans now. You know, you got Watson, who's who's coming on strong. Hasn't had as good of a year as uh, many had anticipated, but, you know, maybe that win against the Colts is what turns that around for them. Still got a, a fairly decent defense there with Watt and, and, and Clowney. Um, but uh, the, the, the uh, you want to give me a team that is overhyped every year and obviously it wasn't last year with luck being out but if it's not the cowboys it's the colts and i just i'm selling everything in the colts this is a 5 maybe 6 win team it's back to the drawing board again next season and i don't know what you do because how many years is this now with luck 4 4 years with him 5 and he 
It might be might, five. Dude, the dude puts up monster numbers. Six. It's it's it, he does. He puts up big numbers. But when you're not getting anything else out of this, you know, you're you're not. You're. I mean, this team with, with those kinds of numbers with luck, dude. This team should be a playoff, you know, team every year. You know, making it at least middle late January every year. But they don't. And, and so I just I'm going. Is it? Would it be smart maybe to to shop him? I I would almost Ooh, I would almost wow. I would almost contend that you know you, you need so many more pieces on this team to become a contender um, that what could you get for luck could you showcase him for a season and then put him on the trading block and see what you get for him to try to st- you know and go for a guy like the young quarterback out of out of Oregon you know. That dude's a gunslinger. You know, add some pieces on defense. Get yourself a solid running back. I think they're one of the top teams for money to spend in the free agency in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. The Colts are. This team needs help, man. And and I just don't know if if Luck is the person that's going to be able to get it done. So as far as selling, buying, holding, I'm selling all my stock in the Colts. That's that's all there is to that thing. Fair enough. You know, dude. As much as they, as much as they pay, and I'll I'll make this no, brief because I've talked way long tonight. Uh, for as much as they spend on Andrew Luck, they sure don't protect him very well, no, do they? And that's the other they part. Sh- they sure love to see him just get flattened week after week after week, and that's probably why they spent their first round pick on that guard. Wasn't it a guard out of Notre Dame? Okay, yeah, uh, Nelson, I think. And I think that's where they've got to start. You've got to have, you know, you see it with all, maybe not all the elite quarterbacks. I I don't think Aaron Rodgers has a great offensive line in front of him by any means. But, you know, Tom Brady's, uh, and we know that Russell Wilson certainly has zero help from his offensive line. So, you know, but that, you know, he's coming off that nasty uh, shoulder injury that took him like a year and a half to rehab from which in the real world is, you know, that's not even that rare, but in the NFL that is, you know, fairly rare that it takes that long to rehab and people going back and getting it reevaluated, but that you would think that they would put some people in front of him that could help him and protect him and make him, you know, safe and and keep him from getting injured, yeah. but they sure like to watch him get smacked around. Well, that's what I don't understand. Last year, you know, with with uh, was it Jacoby Brissett and that quarterback you know, and I understand, I believe uh, Brissett came out on fire, if I'm not mistaken, but then it kind of started to fizzle as the season wore on. Dude, you need to start making moves. If if, if Luck's your long-term, you know, plan, you, you need to start middle of last year. You need to start making moves, start figuring out, okay, what are we going to do? And they haven't. It's just like you've had all this time to prepare to, to put the pieces around Luck to succeed, and you haven't done it. And and here you are sitting at, at one and four, with with one of the best quarterbacks statistically in the NFL, that just doesn't cut it. That just doesn't cut it. And talk about wasting talent and wasting time. I mean, you you got uh, it, it, I mean, look at Tom Brady. You know, a, a, any quarterback like that when when Tom Brady's got time, and that's kind of what I equated to. When Tom Brady's got time, he'll pick you apart. I feel like the same thing would be with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck would be maybe you know top, uh, maybe one of if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl but dude's got no time and he's never had time i mean as long as i can remember he's been in the nfl he's been scrambling he's been getting hit he's been i mean he's uh, he's getting he's getting wasted back there by defenders and it's just and you've had so many years to figure this out to put it together 
and I think, I mean, I think at that point, it's got to go back to the coaching staff. It's got to go somewhere. You know, you, you got to get protection for this guy and get the guy a run game, you know, get this, get, get a yeah, good ground absolutely. game going to complement this fantastic quarterback you have back here. Um, but they're not doing it and it's just a waste. It's just a waste. And we're watching that waste away, you know, um, which is too bad for Colts fans, but you know what? It's, it is what it is. As they say, dude, looking ahead, to week five in the AFC West matchups. We got some pretty good matchups. Broncos, Jets, eh, it's okay, I guess. Jacksonville Chiefs, which I believe is the game of the week. Um let's uh, look, Yeah, I would yeah, agree. There's a lot of smack talk going around right now. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey calling uh Tyreek Hill a an overrated special teams player or something yeah, like that. Well, so yeah, you got you got some uh some hatred flying around, which I like to see. Uh now back it up. Let's see what you yeah. got. Bring it to the field. Well, before we get to that game, Broncos-Jets. You know, we got the young quarterback, which I called, figure was way too overhyped. You know, he won his first game for the Jets, and it's since cooled off for them. Um, Broncos coming off that disappointing loss to the Chiefs. Should have had that game in mile high. Uh, several plays there that they should have ended that game, weren't able to get it done. Um, dude, I think this is going to be a pretty close game, to be honest. I think the Jets are going to push the Broncos uh, and give them a run for their money. I, I, this is going to come down to a field goal, I think. But I think at the end of the day, the inexperience uh, at the quarterback position for the Jets is what's going to doom them. Uh, I think the Broncos get it done by three or four points. What say you? Well, we had that uh, conversation about my mother, so I, if I want... Christmas money, <laughs> I, pro- <laughs> I probably better choose the Jets. But, you know, the problem with the Jets is they have nobody to help Donald. Like, their, their receiving core is made up of a former quarterback, uh, Robbie Anderson. And, you know, just not – they don't have anybody that, that really yeah. gives confidence that way. And their backfield really doesn't drive confidence either. Their defense is much improved this year as compared to last year. Yeah. Um, so I just don't – I'm kind of with you. I don't think they have the offensive firepower uh, to beat the Broncos. And the Broncos' defense is pretty good. They're coming off of that – you know, they held Patrick Mahomes pretty well for three quarters until the very end, you know. And yeah. He yeah. kind of got – he kind of got loose and – but, you know, I, for sake of loving my mother and making a promise, I'm going to take the Jets. <laughs> there you go. And, like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Jets won, to be honest, because it feels like one of those games that the Broncos would drop and then all the Broncos fans start, you know, wringing their hands and getting nervous because uh, they lost two in a row. Move on to the game of the week, in my opinion. Jacksonville Chiefs. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to start He's going to get to play in this game. And that's, to me, I would take Jacksonville in a heartbeat. That defense is an animal. Um, That offense is good enough with Fournette. However, even with the 32nd ranked, going up against a 32nd ranked defense in the NFL without Fournette, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Bortles. I know Bortles is playing well, playing a lot better, but I believe it's it's in Kansas City, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, And that's a tough place to go win. Any given Sunday, it's a tough play. It's tough to go into Kansas City and um, go into Arrowhead and and get a win there. So without Fournette, I think the Chiefs get it done again. I think it's a shootout. I think it's something like a 
30 to 34 type game uh, just because the Chiefs defense is so horrendous. But I think Mahomes, you know, we oh, then what's the new nickname? Showtime Mahomes is what Good we kept grief. hearing on, Can we on Monday please night. Not ever say that again. <laughs> I, we're going to hear it more, man, because I think I think the Chiefs move to five and zero. They get a big win against Jacksonville. It's going to be one of those marquee wins. You know, Chief fans going to be strutting around saying, you know, we just beat you know Jacksonville, blah blah blah. But uh, um, uh, we're going to have to remember though, it's going to be without Fournette, and I, you know, this could be a matchup that comes later in the season. I'm talking postseason. Wouldn't be surprised to see this again. Uh, but it, I think it would be a totally different game though with Fournette in the lineup. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chiefs though at home. How about you? Um, if you're looking for a sneaky fantasy football pickup this week as far as a running back, TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon had a huge game last week when he filled in for Fournette when he went okay. down to the tune of something ridiculous like 36 points in a PPR format. So wow, uh, yeah, big big game for for TJ Yeldon. I I I don't know. I I don't. I think, like you said, it's going to come down to offenses and who's who can score more. I think Jacksonville comes out with the win this week. That's oh, okay. what I think. I do think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. My my gut says like thirty one. I guess that's kind of high. Let's go. I was gonna let's say, go. That's high that's, scoring. You're in let's the go 30s. twenty twenty four seventeen. Is, okay. is what I where I kind of see that. Um, I th- if Jacksonville wants a a good strategy on how to stop Mahomes, look at last week's tape. I don't know what the Broncos did because I'm not that smart scheme wise, but they did something, and there's something in there that kept Mahomes from going off for six touchdowns. He didn't look comfortable. He, you know, yes, he's Showtime Mahomes, and there's your week's booger bomb. Uh, it it just could not stop raving about freaking showtime Mahomes. Mahomes. anyway uh there you go i i think i think they look at that tape i think they look at tendencies that he's got four games of tape now yep and if we know anything about andy reed it's that when people figure him out he has a hard time adjusting some things and and maybe he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve, but I think his tricks are coming to an end. So I'm going to go uh, Jacksonville on this one. There you go. I like it. I like it. Now getting to our game of the week, man. Oakland, L.A., Chargers, bro. This is a big one. This is a big one. It's it's a must win. It's a must win for the Raiders. I mean, it's you you got to win this game if you if, yep. if you want to talk playoff relevance. You can't slide to one and four. You know we couldn't we couldn't go zero and four last week. I still I don't think you can you can slide to one and four this week and have any hope of the playoffs at that point. You know you, you really do need to start looking closely at uh, next off season. That's just something you don't bounce back from, in my opinion. Um, what's it going to take we, for the Oakland if Raiders? If we win this game, we're tied. You know, if if, if uh, the Broncos lose and we win. I think all three of us are tied at two and three at that point. Yep. Yeah, we would. And, 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 you know, we're right in the mix at that point, you know, as far as talking, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to catch the chiefs uh, in, in my honest opinion, even, you know, they're going to have to go on a slide like they went on last year. I think they lost like seven out of nine games or something like that. Uh, you're going to have to see something like that happen in one of these teams to get hot. 
Um, but I, I just think that, uh, you know, if two and three, you're right in there. There's plenty of season left. You got 11 weeks to still sneak into a wild card spot. Very doable still at two at three at one and four. I just don't see it happening. So you're second in the division at two and three, you know, tied for second place. Um, so, dude, in your opinion, man, what's it going to take for the Oakland Raiders to pull out a win in L.A.? You know, basically a home game for the Raiders. Um, but what do, you, what, what, do you, what do you got? What, what do you think it's going to take for the Raiders to win on Sunday? Yeah, they're piping in sound uh, to Chargers practices this yeah, week. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> because R- Raider Nation shows up in droves uh, to that small StubHub arena or whatever it's called. Um for the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, it's you know it's it's tough. I've hated Philip Rivers for so long. He's a whining baby. He drives me nuts. I can't watch him. Just goes up to the refs every play. Somebody got held, or somebody did this, or somebody did that. But we cannot give up big plays. We are either second to last or last in the NFL of plays over 20 yards or more. The San Diego Chargers lead the NFL in plays of 20 yards or more. Mm. To win, we cannot give up big plays. Those chunk plays, those 63-yard Nick Chubb runs, uh, the, the long bomb passes that have killed us, can't do it if you want a win you buckle down you you i don't know it it seems like the same thing every week you've got to make a team one-dimensional well this week you have to make the san diego chargers one-dimensional play from behind put them on their heels early attack their defense and i think we've got to put up like 35 42 points to come out with a win in this game yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be one of those things that for, for the Raiders to win this game, I think it's going to have to be kind of a blueprint like what we saw against the Rams week one. I think you're going to have to control time of possession. You're going to have to keep Phillip Rivers on the sideline, and that's going to be with a heavy dose of Marshawn Lynch, the play-action pass. If we've seen anything, there is no electric fence you know, in L.A. That that Chargers secondary is highly suspect. Um, and their Bose defense is ranks- out. Yeah, the, their defense ranks 22nd in the league. Oakland's is 27th, just as by comparison. So that defense is by no means Ill, in any kind of elite status. Bosa's out, like you mentioned. I know we have two rookie uh, tackles starting, so that, that could be trouble with Ingram on one of those ends and with you know Derwin James, the rookie safety, you know making plays as far as coming down, crashing down, and, and, and making plays on the quarterback. Um, but I, th- I think it's gonna re- you're gonna have to rely on Lynch this week. To be honest, I think Lynch is gonna have to control that game. You're gonna have to go into half, you know, with with 20 plus points of possession. You know, by the end of the game, you're gonna need 40 around 40 points of you know or, or 40 minutes of possession. You know, 40 as far as possession time of possession goes. I think that's really the key for Oakland to to win this game. They're gonna have to grind it out on the ground, open up the play action. Keep car clean because Cooper Nelson and and Martavius Bryant they're they're going to be able to find uh, holes in that secondary. They're going to you know give 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 Carr three seconds you know let those routes develop. They're going to be able to find you know the soft cushion there in the secondary, and, and Carr is going to be able to exploit that. But uh, you're going to need you're just going to need a grounded pound, slow the pace of the game down, keep 
Philip Rivers limit his opportunities with his big receivers, um, limit their opportunities, you know, on the field. And kind of like I said, like what we saw against the Rams, just just a slow grind, a machine that just slowly moves down the field and gets touchdowns on drives. You know, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a game where we need like 30, 32 points to win it. Um, and if we've seen anything, this this team's capable of doing that. Uh, we need to limit the time that our defense is on the field uh, because our defense, they're going to give up plays, man. The defense is going to give up plays. Uh, we just need to limit how many big plays they give up, and that's by keeping the uh, the Chargers' offense off the field. Do you have any uh, Do you have any bull predictions for this game, man? Anything that you see in your crystal ball? My crystal ball is less hazy this week, Mike. It was pretty hazy nice. last week. Uh, before I hit that, uh, I think something you said was really, really important. And that is finishing drives. Like we talked about finishing games, but we have to finish drives. We have so many, you know, our offense puts up so many yards a game. We, we mentioned earlier, we average the second most yards per game. Where that isn't translating is to points on the board. We've got yep. to finish with points on the board. And I'm not talking field goals. I'm talking seven points on the board. Touchdowns. Bit, you know, it doesn't have to be big plays, but we have to be able to finish in the red zone. And that, you know, if, if you don't this week, I think that dooms you. But yep. as far as, you know, as my crystal ball goes, I have one bold prediction for you. And okay. that bold prediction is that Arden Key is going to have two sacks. Not one. Wow. But two sacks in this game. I think he puts it together. I think P.J. Hall and Maurice Hurst and you know, Hankins and McDonald have been getting some rush on the inside. I think that opens up the edge. Uh, Joe Barksdale, the tackle for the Chargers, may not be in the game. Uh, Joe Barksdale, a former Raiders pick, um, by the way. Wow. Wow. So I think it, I'm going to say Arden Key gets two sacks. And and that's what's gonna happen. Um, that's awesome. That's, that's my awesome. crystal ball, dude. I'm gonna go on the defensive side of the ball with you as well. I'm gonna follow that up right now through through three games. Uh, excuse me, through four games in the season, dude. If I'm counting correctly, we have three interceptions already on the season because we had two last week, and then we had the one the week uh, the week prior. I, th- I think the Oakland Raiders have three interceptions through four four seasons. Yeah, four Melvin's weeks of play. got one. Melvin's got one. That's right. Uh, Melvin's Conley's got one. Got one. And, and Reggie Nelson's got Reggie one. Nelson one. one. So, yeah, and that's right. impressive, dude. I mean, how many? What, what were we? Ten weeks? Twelve Week weeks? Ten. Le- that's right, dude. I'm gonna follow it up. Conley got a pick six. I'm gonna follow him up. He's gonna double up. He's gonna go double or nothing. Not a pick six, but Conley's gonna get himself another interception this week on Philip Rivers. He'll lead the team with inter- in interceptions. Um, I think he he's just he's always around the ball. He gets his head around on plays. I love it. Philip Rivers gets cocky at some point. Uh, his receivers also drop a ton of passes, and I, I, I whether it might be a deflection, uh, it could be a bobble um, by the receivers, and Conley just plucks it right out of their, you know, right out of their bread basket, or you know, Conley just makes a good break on the ball. Rivers, like I said, gets a little cocky, figures he can fit it in. Um, his last, uh, his first pass last week again or not first pass but the first drive of the game against the 49ers last week he did throw a pick six so yeah 
And this uh, this is our Chargers team. You know, this is a very beatable team. I mean, by all rights. And uh, just a little it's bit better really quarterback a home play. game for us. Well, yeah, and the 49ers were up 14 to nothing in that game. 49ers had should have, by all rights, closed that game out, beat the Chargers, gone home with a W. Chargers are now also staring at a 1-3, and three, you know, must-win game as well. So this is a very beatable team for the Oakland Raiders. And like I said, I'm not getting excited about this team as far as playoff potential after that 0-3 start. I love the win against the Browns, but you're going to have to do more. You're going to have to go and beat the Chargers this week before I start taking notice and maybe start giving credence to any kind of uh, postseason talk. But my bold prediction this week, Conley doubles it up, gets himself another interception this week. Uh, I like Rivers, it. I like it. Philip Rivers, he's, he's a gunslinger. He's kind of like luck. You know, he'll have maybe three, four touchdowns a game, but he'll also throw a couple picks in there as well. And uh, if for whatever reason, he always seems to grace the Raiders with a, with one or two every time we play him. So I'm going to go Conley interception. You've got key two sacks. Dude, give me a score prediction for this game on Sunday. 30-20. who, bruh? Raiders. Raiders, okay. We got 30-20 Raiders. I like it. I like it, dude. I hate to be Johnny Raincloud, but just the way this team's played this year, and I hope I'm wrong. Raider Nation, do not get me, don't get me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm eating crow on Monday. But this just feels like one of those games, man. They're 0-3. You know, there are so many chances they could have lost that game last week, been 0-4. You know, the season's down the drain. I feel like this was this last week was one of those games that kind of just drew us back in. And I'm just afraid, dude. I, this feels like one of those games where the Raiders have it. You know, it's it's 28-26 with a minute 12 left and the Chargers drive down and kick a field goal and, you know, a 35-yard field goal and win at 29-28. That's my score, dude. I'm going San Diego Chargers in a heartbreaker. You know, we, we're so close to a 2-3 and three type season. We've got a pretty easy schedule up ahead. You know, we got we got the, the Seahawks in London. We've got, uh, we've got, I believe, the Colts after that as well. Two very winnable games. You know, it, it could very easily go from an 0-3 to a 4-3 and three type season before the Raiders hit their bye week. Uh, they might have one more before their bye week, but I think that's I think that's how their bye week goes. I think bye week is week eight, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. But um, uh, but I, I feel like this is one of those games that like it's it's going to be the, a heartbreaker. It's going to be twenty eight. You know, the Raiders go down, get a touchdown, something like that, and it's twenty eight to twenty six. There's like a minute twelve left on the clock, and then Philip Rivers just is is a mechanic. Our defense just can't get it done. Uh, and then they go down, kind of like the Bronco game, you know, and they just they get that game-winning field goal, and it ends it, and it's a heartbreaker, and 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 the Raiders are to one and four, and you know we're back here talking about you know the free agency, talking about the 2019 draft, you know, talking you know all all that starts up, and I hope I'm wrong, man, but my gut feeling is just saying it's gonna be it's just gonna be another soul crusher this this weekend, but I hope I'm wrong. So I, I our bye to, week I, is week seven. Okay. Um, okay. So we go Chargers, Seahawks, bye, Colts, okay. Niners, Chargers again, Arizona, and, and the schedule from there is kind of tough. We've got Baltimore, 
Kansas okay. City, uh, the Steelers, the Bengals, Broncos, Chiefs again. So wow, uh, this team. This is a big. This is a big confidence booster, even more than the Browns game. You know, if this team wants to make something of this season, if they want to start believing in themselves, you know, have that that 2016 swagger. I mean, that really started off with that fourth going for it on fourth down going for that two-point conversion. I'm sorry, yeah, the two-point conversion against the Saints. That kicked off that season. That was a season-defining moment for the Raiders, for a young Raiders squad. And that just, I mean, confidence, it can't be stressed enough. I mean, and I know this just just from personal experience in high school football, man. You go in with confidence. You know, you you start playing with that, that kind of mentality. It's it's infectious, man. And it's just, well, for whatever reason, it just carries over. And it, it just it keeps you going. And it keeps you believing. And I loved what I saw, the no quit and that fight against the Browns. And they're going to need that this week. They need confidence this week to go in and beat a Chargers team that has really, again, could very easily be 1-3 right down here with the Oakland Raiders. And the Chargers fans know that. They know that they could be. This could be a must-win game for them as well. Are there any Chargers fans? There might be. I think there okay. are a few scattered around out okay. there still. But uh, um, this is this is one of those games, man. And if the Raiders want to turn this season around, you know, maybe we look back at uh, you know the no-call fumble, you know, against the Browns and say that was the point where this team, you know, they were able to go get the win against the Browns, you know, the, the touchdown, the two-point conversion, all those kinds of things, and that, that was the turning point for this season. But it's got to carry over. they got to start stringing some of these wins together because I don't like them going to London against the Seahawks. I don't like Russell Wilson, dude. The way that guy can move around in the pocket, he just makes stuff happen. I don't think the Seahawks win this week. They play the Rams. I think it's one of those games that the, the, the Seahawks are going to be limping into London. And if the if the Seahawks can be limping into London and the, and the Raiders can come off back-to-back big, big victories um, – I like that matchup at that point, but uh, uh, that's a sneaky game that I just don't like them traveling across the pond and trying to get a win over there. So they got to get it now. It's got to be now, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a, it's a, like I said, it's a very winnable game. It, it, this is a, this is a very winnable game for the Raiders, even with this lackluster start. So we'll see. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yep. Should be a yep. good one. Me too. I'm gonna get to see it locally. It's actually playing on my local channel, so I'm pretty jacked about nice. that. Nice. I don't have the NFL ticket. I'm I'm too chintzy. Uh, actually, nah, I'm broke. Is poor. What, yeah, I'm just too poor as well. Yeah, I I gotta start. Uh, I gotta up my game here. It, it's in the plans, man. NFL Network's in the plans, or I should say, the NFL Sunday tickets in the plans. It's just a few years out still. So uh, I gotta rely on the local CBS to uh, be able to pleasure my eyes. And and uh, here in Idaho. It's usually a Denver game or, you know, a a Seahawks or a 49er game. Or Patriots. Yep, exactly. It does help if the Raiders are good. You know, they'll play the games around. You know, if the Raiders are winning, then they're, you know, more more than likely to show the game around here. But, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be good if if we're one and four by the end of Sunday. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for listening. Please mash that subscribe button on Twitter on facebook give us a follow again give us a call and we will catch you guys in the next episode just win baby